I believe we all so much enjoyed the, you know, the season that just passed, the sonship, right? I believe we all were so blessed. I believe there is something God has done in your life. There is one word God has used to reshape you. There is one word God has used to remold you. God has changed your perspective so much, you know, in the past season, through the season of the sonship. I tell you so much, you know, there is a lot God did through me. Just through that three sermon, I keep, you know, going back, listening to them. Because it's something that has changed a lot of things inside of me. My understanding of sonship. Just, you know, to touch what Daddy said last week. The, the son is to reveal the image of the father. The son is to echo the voice of the father. The son is to do what? To manage the resources of the father. You know, just this few lines really <laughs> it's not I don't know, but sometimes you need a reminder. Do you really think you need a, a reminder? It's not that you don't want to do it, but sometimes you forgot your place. Someone need to remind you, this is what you are called to do. Then you go back. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Just start doing it. That is the key. Not to be reminded, but to start doing it. I pray everything God have, you know, spoken to you through that season, that you put them into work. Amen. Amen. This morning, I'm so privileged and honored to share this uh, glorious pulpit of my father to share from the word. I don't have the word for you. Sincerely, I don't have the word for you. But God has the word for you. If you come to listen or to receive from me, I'm sorry, I disappoint you. I'm not a perfect man that will give to you anything. I'm just, not just, I'm a vessel that he passed through. So I ask, please, with all my heart, can you look to God in whatever that you desire that he will help me to pass through this line and help you in your walk with him. Amen. I titled the, the sermon for today, The Vessel of Honor. The Vessel of Honor. I believe for we to be a true vessel of honor, we all need to understand who we are. Who we are. Your identity, it really matters. If you don't know your identity, you cannot be a vessel of honor to your father. Father, desire and long hungered for he or her daughter, son, to be what? To be fruitful in life. We are in the season of what? Fruitfulness, right? Every father in this house can identify with me that if your child is not growing, imagine giving birth to a son and that son remain in that 10 or 6.5 or 7.5 uh, 7 kg when the child was born. 
How will you feel? Will you go home relax? I say, it's okay. You'll be disturbed. You work everything. You search. Do everything to make sure you see your son or your daughter. Be fruitful. Grow. Increase. Have reproductivity in their life. The same thing God is doing with us in this season. See, <laughs> this season, it will not be easy for many of us. Believe me, it will not be easy. It's, you, you have to go through pain for you to understand that truly God has made me fruitful. If you want it to be easy, I'm dis I disappoint you. It's not going to be easy because the few things God showed to me through vision, I said, yes, Lord. Yeah, it may not be easy, but I'm willing to go through it. So this morning, let's turn our Bible to Genesis 1 verse 28. Let's see what the Bible says. Genesis 1 verse 28. The Bible said, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and all the animals that crawl along the ground or land. Now, this is God speaking. God said to Adam and Eve, be what? Fruitful. In other words, God wants you to be fruitful. You know, I just want you to tap to yourself and say, fruitfulness is compulsory in my life. It's compulsory and it's a must that you are fruitful. God wants every one of his sons and daughters to be fruitful. If you look at even uh, Genesis 9 verse 1. When God destroyed the earth, he spoke to Noah. And what did he say to him? The same word. Be fruitful. But I love how he, you know, shaped it more. He said, he said populate, repopulate the earth. Which means have a reproductivity within you. God wants you to be fruitful. And for you to be fruitful, your environment really matters. You need to be sure of your environment. When God brought man into the earth and asked the man to be fruitful, where did God place man? In the garden. Is the ground fertile or not? It is. And God has given all it takes for man to be fruitful. You have to celebrate God for being part of this house. That is your environment. That is your garden. That is your Edom. You are in your Edom way. The ground is so fertile. Every single word that release pierce your heart. Seize and call things which are not required in you. That cause you to expand. So, be very conscious of your environment. 
Even as you are there, be conscious of your environment. Where do you hang out? Who do you go out with? Where do you sit? It's very important. Who do you have conversation with? There are a kind of conversation you shouldn't go into. They might be fun, right? But at the same time, are they helping you? God wants you to be fruitful. And when Jesus came, Jesus shows the side of the Father to his own disciples also. He began to instruct them before going to the cross, before his departure. I want you to read with me John 15 verse 1. The Bible said, I am the true what? Revine. And my father is what? Come on. <laughs> now, this is the second point. Your opportunity of being productivity, it relies on you identifying your grave vine. Okay. If you can identify your vine, that is the beginning of your success. Jesus said, I am what? The true? Which means there are false ones that looks like truth that if you're not careful, you touch to them and they suck you out. But when you are able to identify the true grapevine, you stick with it. And what the father does, the father keep on watching you to see what is coming to eat up this beautiful grave of mine that he could cut. Do you know why Jesus have to repeat himself because this is, this is a sign of doubt. It's a sign of doubt. If I have to come here every Sunday and stand here and say, Good morning, church. My name is Pastor Kachi. Next week, I say the same thing again. Again and again. In other words, there is doubt in you that I am who I am. You don't know me. So I'm trying to... You know, repeat the word until you catch the revelation of who I am. Remember, the previous voice before this, Jesus felt the multitude of people, right? And when he crossed the other side, this guy that came, they were looking for him. Oh, and they ran to the other side. They say, Master, we've been looking for you, Rabbi. Jesus told them, look, you're not looking for me because of the word. Is because of the food. But Jesus said, I am the true bread that come from heaven. And they were like, it's a lie. They doubted it. But Jesus had to ask his disciples and said, who am I? I am. I am. Now, turn with me to Matthew 16 verse 15. Let's get this more deeper understanding. Then he asked them, but 
Who do you say? The previous word said, I am. People were doubting. Perhaps you were doubting too. Because we have so many doubting Thomas in us sometimes. But now I'm asking you personally. I want to know if you really have revelation of who I am. Who I am. Then verse 16 we read. Samuel Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living what? God. You are the Messiah, son of the living God. And I love what verse 17 said. Let's read verse 17. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven have revealed this to you. You did not learn this by any human my father have revealed this to you. Jesus asked a question. Who I am? And Simon was able to answer. How? How did it happen? It was revealed to him. That's why I said. You need to identify. Who is. Your grapevine. Either is revealed to you or you are being told. But let me tell you, there's something here we need to understand. Most of the time, even when you were told, this is your place, it don't get to you until it's being revealed by the Father. Can you take a minute and say, Lord, reveal things of the secret to me? Is it things of a secret? Just take a second and tell him, Lord, reveal the things of secret to me. That nothing will be hidden from me. That everything that you want me to do, Lord, let it be revealed to me before time. That I will not fall short in taking the step you want me to take. Reveal the things of the secret to me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. God revealing his sons to you. It also brings you to the place of being willing to be tenfold. Jesus said, I am what? The true vine. And my father is the what? Gardener. Which means the father had to take care of you. The father is always 24 hours watching to take care of you. John 15 verse 2. Read with me. He cut off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and he prunes branches that do and so they will produce even more. He cut off. The question here is are you willing to be prone? Can you make yourself available for God to prune you? Most of the time, God want to prune us. We bees running up and down. No, 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 God, wait. I don't want this one. He's telling you, just be available. I want to cut things off. Imagine a huge 
tree with a lot of leaves so full that is who we represent and we are in the journey of life and God is telling you my dear there is so much that you are carrying that you don't need these are waste there are, there are particles that you don't need but what are those particles that's the question can I identify them is it possible I can, I can identify them where they are? These are things of life. These are issues of life. These are friends that you don't need. You know, when you allow God to prune you, you will come in a better shape. Your lip might not be much. It might be very little. But I tell you, you will bear greater fruit than your expectation. Do you know there are some of gift in you that you don't need to journey along in a season of time of your work with God. There are things God wants to take. There are some mindset. There are systems that you have projected around you. God is telling you, you don't need this system. Some of them is, I know. I'm qualified. Some of them is, I'm capable. These are things that you don't need. God is telling you, come, let me call them off. Come, let me call them off. Look at what the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 28. Apostle Paul was talking to the church. He said, this is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. But I want you to just focus on the word, examine yourself. When you examine yourself, what happened? Things which are hidden, things that you are not aware of, you begin to see them, right? These are the things God wants you to go back home, sit down, Check yourself. Are there part of me that are not bringing honor to God? Are there character in me that not a defined body of Christ? What do I need to do? Expose it to the light. You need to identify the worldly weed in your life that is choking your fruitfulness you must identify the care of word deceitfulness the riches of this world that choke your fruitfulness identify those things that is choking your fruitfulness see these are things you don't need they are choking your fruitfulness day and night and you sometimes we just like it's okay. It's okay. With some time. Don't, don't say it's okay. There is no time. The time is fast approaching. That you will give account. All you have done on this earth. <laughs> ah, thank you Lord Jesus. He said the father will do what? Prone. 
he will prune you. How does the father prune us? Jesus led him to understand that. In verse 3 of the same John 15 verse 3 said, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I give you. Which means you were pruned by what? The word of God. That is why you should open up every Sunday you walk into this house. You are so eager with hunger inside of you. Asking Lord, I'm open for any correction. I'm open for anything. Just speak to me. I don't care who is on the, on the, on the platform. Help me to receive. These words prunes you. And they purify you. To make you ready. As I said earlier, pruning is not easy. You would not like it. Sometimes we don't want to be corrected in some way. Some of us, we want correction to be very soft. But sometimes God is also show us the hard side of the Father. He whip us to correct. Can you be so glad when God whip you instead of complaining? Can you rejoice when you receive correction in this house by any leadership, any leader in the house that walk up to you and tell you, my dear, what you are doing is not right. This is the way to do it. You gladly accept it. You don't go back saying, I'm, take, I'm taking a leave, you know. Uh, Pastor, this week I just want to, you know, I don't want to serve. Because of correction. Can you come to that place that you are so open to correction so much that you don't care how much it hurts. But you are much concerned the, the, you know, the positive part of it is going to do inside of you. John 15 verse 4. Remain in me and I will remain in you. <laughs> For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from what? The vine. And you cannot do what? Fruitful unless you you cannot do anything on your own. Let me tell you, when you see fruit that is kept on a table for a while, one week, maximum, apple, it begins to decay. Right? It's a rotting fruit. And no one will want to eat out of it. You know why? Because it's being plucked out from his vine. When you go out of God's instruction, when you stay away from the word, don't say, it, I, have, I, have, I, ha I have listened to so many sermons. I come to church every Sunday. I don't need a word today. I can just, you know, go out and do my, let me tell you, you'll be so surprised how you're going to fall into temptation and fail again and again. You need the word 
every second of your life. Once you detached yourself, what left for you is death. And I believe none of us here want to become a rotten seed. We want to be that fruit that everyone wants to take a bite of, right? Everyone wants to be like you. Oh, I love the way he worshiped. Wow. I love the way he danced. I love the way he clapped his hands. I love the way he shake his body. I love the way he teach. They see things in you they want to emulate. He has so much self-control. Are you desiring to be that one? Then, stay put. Stay put. Don't say no. The way the war came today, it wasn't good. It hurt me. No. The word hurt you because it's true word of God. It's a fresh manner that want to purify you. That want to change you. <laughs> if you remain in me. I know I, I love how the uh, Peter, you know, uh, Matthew wrote, he said, listening. You don't just remain, but you have to give ear every day to listen to the word again and again. You have to take fresh word every day. Turn with me to Matthew 13 verse 12. He said, those who listen to my teachings will have more understanding. He said, more understanding will be given and they will have abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even the little understanding they have will be what? Taken away. So, what are the process of you being fruitful? One, you have to stay put from where the word you are receiving it. And you have to give your ear so attentively that you don't just listen to the word today, but you come back again, again and again with a deeper hunger within you. When you listen to the word, what will happen to you? More understanding will be given to you. You will understand the way of you know, bearing the fruit of kind of God, not your own kind of fruit. There are so many fruits we want to, you know, produce. But when you have understanding of the Father, if you understand what the Father is instructing you to do, you will bear the kind of fruit he wants you to bear. Abundance of knowledge. You don't just stop listening. But also you have to do what? You have to continue believing in that truth. Have you come in point of life? You heard, you know, some sermon that you felt, I don't believe this is right. You have to continue believing which means you don't believe in one today and despise another tomorrow. 
everything that comes from the throne of grace, you have to continue believing it. There should not be a trace of doubt in your mind. Because the word of God is a spirit that gives life. The more you believe in it, the more it gives you light, gives you life. It lightens up your understanding. You don't have to struggle in things of life. Colossians 1 verse 23. But you must continue to believe in this truth and stand firm in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you receive when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world. Let me rephrase it again. You must continue believing in the truth. Because the more you continue to believe in the truth, you know what it's going to do to you? It gives you the energy, the strength to stand firm in the midst of storm. The truth of God, you know, filters the lies of the enemy. Because when the enemy, someone was asking me the other day, when you receive, when you are receiving always a, a negativity words or word of discouragement, what do you do? I said, you need to know the truth of the word of God. What has God said to you? What has God written about you? Know your identity. Confess that word. When you confess that word, in other words, you are telling those false words. This is not who I am. This is not who I am. I am who God says I am. I'm not standing here because I'm qualified. But I'm standing here because his grace is sufficient. His grace enables me to come here. So if I can look at myself, I will say, Kachi, you have to continue believing in the word. It will make you to stand firm. Not just to stand firm. And it will help you not to drift away. That is the purpose of the enemy. The enemy always comes to kill, steal, and do what? Destroy. God don't want you to be drift away. I believe in this season, God also expects one of the areas God wants us to grow is the area of what? Unity. Unity. There is greater expectation of God of unity in the body of Christ. When we look at the Trinity, Father, you will see great unity among them. There is Jesus prays, if Father, may they experience unity. The more you believe in the word, the more you see yourself walking in unity. You don't believe in the lies of the enemy. You walk in unity. The more you, you look into the word, you believe in it, you begin to walk in love. Perfect love. Perfect unity. Not just unity, perfect ones. 
that the father can look and say, yeah, that's the kind of church I want. And I know we are there. And I know God is helping us to become more perfect because the spirit of God is working in us, right? Helping us to do his will. Amen. I said this before. I'll say it again. Don't take offense when you are rebuked. Don't take offense when you are corrected. Accept your mistake. And work towards the correction. It helps you to grow more better. It helps you to expand. You know how Jesus rebuked his disciples when the storm came. They ran screaming. Master, save us. We are drowning. Jesus was like, what is wrong with you guys? You men of little faith. Imagine the word of today. Your pastor, you tell your pastor, pastor, something is wrong in my home. Can you pray? Pastor like, you woman or man of little faith. <laughs> How long will I keep teaching you the ways of faith? Do you have to pick offense? No. All is expected of you is to understand why he said that word. He wanted to be a carrier of that faith. Whatever you are rebuked about, mind you, that is what God wants you to be. If God is saying, this area, you are too lazy on this area, which means God, everything has written about you is to be effective in this area. So what do you need to do? Go back, trace back where you, you miss the track. Every train that is on speed was on speed because it's on the track. Once it go out of the track, it slows down. No matter how you know, speed the engine put on, can't move. So you need to trace back where you missed it so you can run again. God wants you to be productive. Book of John 15 verse 5. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branch. Those who remain in me and I remain in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I said it earlier, if you detach yourself from the, the, the vine, you will die. But when you remain, you will produce much fruit. It's the expectation of God that you produce much fruit. Can you remain? Remain. Galatians 5 verse two, uh, 22. But the Holy Spirit produced this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Next verse. Gentleness and? And there is no law against. No law against it. God wants you to produce all this kind of fruit. This is the kind of fruit God wants you to produce. And I tell you, your spiritual fruitfulness 
is tied to your physical fruitfulness. You don't know that. How much you were able to grow in the spirit. How much you were able to be productive in your spiritual work with God. Determine how you can be effective and productive in your natural environment. Didn't you hear that the spirit world controls the physical world? And you want, you just want to jump out in one day and say, yes, I can heal. No. For people to see healing being manifested, it takes how much you have go on your knees and pray that God deal with your flesh. Cut you. Trim you. Build your faith that when you come aside and say be healed, and people receive healing without stress. You put your hand in the business. Instant, you see fruitfulness. People are doing business. It doesn't concern you. They just call you, Pastor, can you pray for me? Just pray for my business. And you, in the name of Jesus, I cause this business to be flourished. Instantly, they tell you, good news every week. This is what we are experiencing. Is because of your place, you have poured yourself completely. You trim things which are not required. That you are not working only on what God wants, not what you want. Amen. <laughs> uh, I love this God. I love this God. Can there be kindness in you? Can people see kindness in you? Can people look at you and see goodness in you? That your character is good towards them. Can people see you and say, yes, he can control himself even when things are wrong around him. He doesn't panic. I love how he manages things. These are the fruit of the spirit. If you don't have it, you cannot fake it. You can't fake what you don't have. John 15 verse 6. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and widow. Such branch are gathered into a pill to be. So once you detach yourself, what awaits you, what your experience is, Everything you do, they don't work. Everything you touch is doesn't work. It says such branch will be thrown away like a useless branch. Once you cut yourself, everything about you becomes negativity. Can you go back to that vine where you were? Where you are doing so well, where you can experience flour, you know, uh, nourishment, where you found fresh water to drink, where you eat fresh bread, where you can be correct. It's not a place people will just you know make you you know flatter you with words. Acts one verse eighteen. Even Jesus 
in his own ministry, God had to cut out someone to make sure he's fruitful through his own ministry. Judas has bought a field with the money he received from the tree trade. Falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all the intestines. What happened to Judas? Judas betrayed Jesus, right? Judas being in the team of the ministry was a thorn in the flesh. It's part of the thing that choked the ministry. And God has to take him out to allow him to go so that the ministry can flourish. There is something God is telling you. There is Judas in you that I need to take out. You may not agree with me. There are Judas inside of you. See, let me tell you. Every event that took place in the scripture, in the time of Jesus, before his time, these are spirit. They still, they still have their effective on people today. Do you think the spirit of Jezebel is gone? It's still there in the church. It didn't end there. Spirit of Judas is still active in the church. But you need to identify it. You need to expose it to God. Because for a fruit to grow, to have explosive harvest, you need to check, is there anything around that seed that is not right? What are the weeds I need to pluck out? Or do I just leave the weed to grow along with the seed? No. Expose your Judas to God. And when this Judas, when these things are being taken away from you, can you be willing for a replacement? Because when something is taken away, things which are not right, imagine this is full water, right? If I have to give it to you as a full water and I understood there is dirty here and I pour the dirty out, still I have to fill the water complete, right? Which means you have to make yourself available for replacement. Most of the problem we have is we admit to the fault, which means we recognize the Judas and we pray, take it away. But we are not available for God to replace when you stay put with God. The Judas have been taken away. Then you begin to experience what we call spiritual maturity. Fruitfulness in maturity. Do you know one of the biggest key to be fruitful in the kingdom is to be mature in your thinking, in your decision, in your action. If you are not mature, believe me, you just hit around the bush and fall on the ground. Because you can't get anything. Once someone opens his mouth and says something, ah, you pick it, it's a fight. But can you be mature in your spiritual life, in your walk with God, that nothing shakes you anymore? You begin to speak like God. You begin to talk like Jesus with love, with confidence, with patience, with kindness, with self-control. John 15 verse 7. Read with me. But if you remain in me and my word remains in you, you may ask 
anything you want and it to be if you remain in me and I remain in you do you see you know the other version say abide if you remain in God and the word of God remains in you see let's, let's not mistake this you can remain in God and his word is not in you yeah you can miss it you can miss this key you can be in the church. You can be with a group of pastors. But there is no true word of God inside of you. The word is not reside. It's not it's living there. The word should live inside of you. That when you open your mouth, what people see is the word of God. If you remain in me and I remain in you, whatever you ask for, it will be granted unto you because now you are matured. You know what to ask. You no longer ask, Lord, make me rich. Lord, give me this. What you are not asking, Lord, I want to do your will. Show me thy way. Let me learn your path. Teach me how to be faithful. Your prayer changes. Look at what happened to the, uh, the disciples of Jesus in Acts 4 verse 29. This is, they are praying. They are praying because of what? They healed someone and they were threatened and they went in and began to pray. They say, and now, oh Lord, hear their threats and give us what? Give us your servant. Great boldness and I thought they would ask God, give us money or give us fame or give us connection. What were they asking? Give your servant boldness to preach your own word. Not our word, but your word. Boldness to do his will. Even in the midst of storm, they, were, they don't care about themselves. They were not asking, Lord, save our skin not to be bruises. They were not saying, Lord, please protect my shoe and my suit. No. Oh, my car, I don't want them to, you know, break my glass. I said, Lord, Give us your boldness to preach your word. Next verse. Stretch forth your with healing power. Now look at this. If I stand here, what do you understand by this? My hand go ahead of my body, right? They are saying, Lord, Send forth your spirit to go ahead of us. Let your spirit go before us. That, because the only one who can manifest the signs and wonders is who? Holy Spirit. When God said, let there be light, who made it to be? It's the Holy Spirit. They were saying, Lord, stretch forth your hands. If your spirit can go ahead of us, we are okay. And the Bible said in the next verse, after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. They preached the word of God with boldness. This place gave me so much joy. I tell you, there was so much joy. They don't preach it with fear. They preach with boldness. 
They don't preach with murmuring. They don't preach with doubt. They preach with boldness. Can you ask God, Lord, give me your boldness wherever I go that I will not be ashamed of those my friend in the school. That fellow in my office, I don't care who watches me. I will go. This is where you need the gift of the spirit so that you can be an evangelist. You can go out there, win so for him. I don't care what people thought of me but Lord, give me your spirit for me to be bold and preach your word. They were all filled. None in that room were left behind. Ah, my time is over. John 15 verse 8. When you do what? Produce much fruit. You are my true. These bring what? You bring great glory to the Father. So in other words, these guys were not asking somethingness. They were asking, Lord, we want to be fruitful in all round, even in the world we preach. And they prayed. And this is the word of Jesus. Because they remember what Jesus told them. He said, when you are fruitful in your work, you are my true disciple. And when you are fruitful, you bring glory to the Father. The book of Acts 2 verse 41. Those who believe that Peter said were baptized and added to the church. That day about 3,000 in all. This is the fruitfulness in membership. What these people were asking, Lord, we want to win soul for you. What are you asking God that you want to be fruitful of? You can only ask with maturity and it will be given to you. At 4 verse 4. But many of the people who heard their message believe it. So the number of men who believe now total about. So the previous number was what? So God don't expect you to have one number and keep in that number. That is why it's called fruitfulness, reproductivity has to be seen. And when we talk about the fruit of, uh, the, fruit of the spirit... Your fruit cannot be invisible. No. When you go to the market to buy fruit in grocery shop, do you buy the fruit? The, 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 the shop vendor, did they hide the fruit somewhere and tell you, okay, give me the money. Yeah, the fruit is going with you. It's going, maybe you go to your house, you find the fruit. No. <laughs> he can't tell you that. The fruit has to be visible. When you say, I bear a fruit of the Spirit. It should be seen in you. People can identify with you. People can say yes. He has this fruit of the spirit. He's so fruitful in what he does. See, when I look at people around and say how fruitful they are, I know exactly what kind of fruit. I know exactly what I should long for. Let me tell you, you should start, you know, asking God to open your eyes to see. Even if you don't know it, Lord, can you open my eyes to see the kind of fruit that you want me to be, you know, fruitful of. You want me to be reproductive through someone around me that I have seen that is fruitful. 
Sometimes it's not open to you on your own or even by the scripture, but you just have to see it physically happening around you. How does it happen? You learn the path. Now, the last verse for the day. Acts 9 verse 31. The Bible says, the church then had peace throughout Judah and Amen. This is the result of your fruitfulness. If these things cannot be found in you, the Bible says they had what? Peace. There is peace in the church. No matter the tribulation, there was peace in the church. It could be seen. Apostle Paul can see it. This is evidence of your fruitfulness. That there is peace inside of you. Things are not working well. Oh, you are singing. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are Lord. Others are crying. You are there giving thanks to God. It's an evidence that is fruitfulness inside of you. The Bible says they live in the fear of what? The Lord. Not in the fear of men. Not in the fear of what is going to happen to them. They live in the fear of God. Are you living is there any fear of God in your words, in your action, in your daily lifestyle? That really shows how fruitful you are. It's also open to us that they live in the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. In other words, they depend on the Holy Spirit. They don't depend on their own strength anymore. Maybe earlier, they were working on their own strength. They were trying to do things on their own. They were pushing forward. But this time, the Bible said, they depend on the strength of the Holy Spirit. The encouragement of the Holy Spirit. The lead of the Holy Spirit. When you come to a place that before you make a decision, before you take a step to ask a question, your first man to ask is Holy Spirit. I tell you from that day, you are fruitful. I can identify with this. When the Lord began to deal with me, business proposal came. The first thing that runs to my mind, what is the Lord saying? I pick up my Bible, I nail down my bed, I pray. And the Lord told me, no, you don't do it. And it's so clear. I back off. I would have made at least one lakh. But why God said no? Because he don't want anything that will pollute you. You need to depend on the Holy Spirit for everything you do. The Bible also said they grew in number. When there is increase in number around you, it shows the evidence of your fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we stand up on our feet as we thank God? As we worship, oh, yeah, ah. daddy, we thank you for your word. We bless your holy name.
Thank you for speaking to us, Abba. We ask, Holy Spirit, you help us to be students of your word and help us to walk in thy path. Thank you for molding us to your word. Thank you for touching every life. Daddy, we pray as we remain, as we abide in you, that from this moment henceforth, there will be an evidence of fruitfulness. Thank you for you are taking us from a place of maturity to pray and ask the right thing that your heart desires. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.